One of my favourite topics is leadership. And I'm actually going to talk a little bit about leadership this morning. I've got a pretty simple message on leadership that can be summed up in four words. Connection, protection, direction and correction. Four simple words. And what prompted me to um, share about leadership today was a brief discussion I had with Andrew last week. And uh, he was talking about leadership and I said, look, the best book that I've ever read about leadership is a little tiny book that I bought for $2 in the sort of rummage bin at Kurong years and years ago by William Pentak and Kevin Lehman. It's called The Way of the Shepherd. And I thought I'd packed it this morning so I could show it to you, but I, I put another book in my bag instead. I have never read a book on leadership, or never read any kind of book really that's moved me to tears, but this one did. And I cried because after I, as I was reading this book, I realised I was doing some things right, but also that I was doing some things wrong, and, and both just moved me to tears. Absolutely amazing. And I read it a second time, and I rarely read books twice because I'm too busy, but I actually read this book twice. And I thought that this morning I'd share with you a bit of a summary of the book, and i just sum it up in those four words. Connection, protection, direction, and correction. A little bit about the shepherd. Of course, the, the idea of the shepherd runs all the way through the Bible, and uh, Jesus is often portrayed as the, the good shepherd, and in fact... He made that comment about himself. I am the good shepherd. Psalm 23, one of the most quoted uh, passages from the Bible. It's still sung at funerals, even of people who have never been in church. Sometimes still they or their families want the 23rd Psalm sung at their funeral. And that Psalm too is about the shepherd. And the shepherd provides for us, I think, some pretty good guidelines on how to be a good leader. So first I want to look very briefly at the shepherd's main tools. And uh, they had more than two, a slingshot as well, not like the kind of slingshots you can buy in the $2 shop. They were a little bit different. And uh, I've, I've shared here before about the the effectiveness of the slingshot as a weapon. And uh, it's, it would have been easy to kill Goliath because of the speed that the stone reached when it came out of the sling. And it wasn't the stone that killed it, it's actually the percussion effect inside the head just kills the brain like that. So a shepherd was able to kill wild animals with, with a slingshot, but the two tools that I want to focus on are the rod and the staff. Now being a shepherd was actually a lifelong occupation. Back then, they weren't like us today, where we might hold five or six or more jobs in our working lifetime. Typically back then, you were more or less born into an occupation. And uh, as a very young boy, a shepherd or a shepherd boy would go into the bush and uh, with help of experienced relatives would select a, a, a sapling. Usually a, a, a sapling is a young tree 
it's growing nice and straight, and that would be cut and become his staff. Often it would have that crook at the end, which was actually used in some of the shepherding work, but he would go and he would get this sapling and just carve it and shape it until it became a comfortable tool in his hands. The, the rod was, uh, more often than not, it was cut from the root of a tree. And uh, it was shaped again. It was shaped especially for the shepherd. And in fact, the, the rod and the staff really simply became extensions of the body of the shepherd. They were used so often. The shepherd was so familiar with them that they were like having an additional body part. And of course, the, the rod was often used as an offensive weapon against uh, wild animals, but it was used for other purposes as well. And the staff was used primarily to uh, direct sheep, and as we shall soon see, to also make connection with them. And undoubtedly, because shepherds often had to do a lot of walking, the staff was an important assistance to the shepherd himself. So let us move on to talk about these three words. And uh, I would contend that a good leader does well in each of these four areas. And the first one is, is connection. All about building relationship. See, God created us for relationship. Relationship with one another, also relationship with self, and of course relationship with Him through Jesus Christ. So leadership is fundamentally about relationship, about building relationship with the people who are your followers. The shepherd back in ancient times used to actually use the staff to just uh, wipe gently across the side of a sheep. Now they got wool, right? Uh, pity I didn't actually have a staff with me. We might be able to do a bit of a, an illustrative thing and have someone up here, you know, you'd be my sheep. Yeah, and... No, my goodness. Um, that would be a very confused sheep, right? A very confused sheep. <laughs> but um, you can imagine the sheep and uh, the shepherd just used to run his staff gently along the side of the sheep. And that signaled to the sheep, I've noticed you, right? You're one of mine. It signalled relationship. As a leader, we need to focus on building relationships. It says in Proverbs, Proverbs 27, 23, know the state of your flocks and put your heart into caring for your herds. And that's good advice generally. Remember, the, the shepherd is often a metaphor for leader throughout the Bible. The flock or the herd, that's the people who are your followers. Perhaps in the context of business, they are your followers because you have a formal position within an organisation. I'm a CEO, so I've got 
a certain degree of formal leadership role, but you can be a leader without having a leadership position. In fact, many of the best leaders leading lead from who they are, not from the position they happen to hold within an organisation. So the shepherd spent a lot of time letting the sheep know that he noticed them, that he was the one who cared for them. You would have heard the expression going under the rod. It's an Old Testament expression. The, the shepherd used to count the sheep into the fold every night and he would count them with the rod. And just remember this, that the rod was used as an offensive weapon. So the sheep are coming into the fold at night and when going under the rod was essentially he held the rod out and just counted the sheep as they went through. That would give them a sense of security. They're going into the fold. They know the shepherd is there with the rod to protect them over, overnight. And he counts every sheep in. And if there's any sheep missing, what does he do? He goes and finds it and brings it into the sheepfold. So build connection. A good leader focuses on connection. The next one is what I call protection. If you're a leader, you have a responsibility to protect your people. In the context of organisations, you will sometimes have to protect your people against things like overwork. You might have to protect your people against narcissistic leaders who aren't really interested in connection at all, but are interested in their own advancement within an organisation. You might have to stick up for your people from time to time. The shepherd, of course, had to protect their sheep from marauding wild animals. Bears and lions, for example. Wild dogs. They would pick off the weak sheep. They would pick off the sheep that had wandered from the rest of the flock. A leader protects his or her people. We see David, this is when David was responding to his brothers. He's about, as we know, to go into battle. He's about to slay Goliath. His brothers, of course, don't have any confidence whatsoever that he's going to be able to do it because he's the youngest of the brothers. But this is what he says. I've been taking care of my father's sheep and goats. When a lion or a bear comes to steal a lamb from the flock, I go after it with a club, that's the rod, and rescue the lamb from its mouth. If the animal turns on me, I catch it by the jaw and club it to death. See, the sheep know that the shepherd will protect them. And here he is. A teenager, but a teenager well experienced in protecting his sheep. A good leader protects his or her 
followers. We've heard of Jesus as being represented as the servant leader. A servant leader will spend a lot of time and energy on connection and on protection because the heart of the servant leader is actually to see the people flourish. What did Jesus want? Jesus wanted his followers to flourish in every area of their lives. If you aspire to lead like Jesus, then you will spend a lot of time building connection and you'll take responsibility for protection of your people. The third is direction. I don't know whether many of you have seen sheep grazing. I I came from the bush. I love the bush. I know a little bit about sheep and cattle and pigs and all those things. Sheep tend to be a little bit short-sighted, so they can't see a long way into the distance. And also, they're designed to nibble very close to the ground. Uh, Cattle, on the other hand, they don't eat quite so close to the ground. That's one reason why in certain areas where uh, the climate and conditions are suitable, farmers will graze both cattle and sheep. Because the cattle tend to pull, but they don't go down beyond about this far from the actual ground. Whereas sheep sheep nibble, and they nibble very, very close to the ground. In order to do that, they keep their heads down. So even if they had really good eyesight, they're still not actually seeing all that far in front of them. And so one of the roles of the shepherd was to actually direct the flock of sheep to the good pastures, to direct them away from danger, to direct them away perhaps from a crevice, from a cliff or from a lair that might harbour wild animals. What does it say in the 23rd Psalm? Uh, some of this uh, dropped off the, the bottom of the, power, of the slide, but he rests, uh, he, sorry, he renews my strength. He guides me along right paths, bringing honour to his name. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid for his rod and his staff. They comfort me. That's from the 23rd Psalm. It's about direction and it's interesting that the shape of the club meant that if it was thrown through the air it would actually whistle and so a shepherd could actually direct sheep by throwing the, throwing the rod, the club and it would whistle through the air the sheep would hear it and that would cause them to change direction. So one of the important roles of a leader is direction. Often we read the most important characteristic of good leadership is to have a vision. And it is important. And having a vision is part of this element of direction. But I want to put it to you that although you can't be a good leader without having a vision which you share and which provides direction for people, A vision is nothing without connection and protection. 
You see, you can have a great vision and you can bully people into working towards your vision. But if they themselves are to be fulfilled and flourish as human beings, they need to know that they are loved and that they are built into community and they need to know that their leader will protect them at any cost. So I wouldn't say having a vision is the most important characteristic of a good leader. We're used to charismatic leaders. A charismatic leader will have a great vision and they will usually be able to articulate it well and they will be able to enthuse people about their vision. But I can guarantee you, you won't have the energy to fulfil the vision unless you feel that you're part of a loved community and unless you believe that your leader will go to the ends of the earth to protect you. So vision is important, but it's not the most important thing. People matter more than vision. People matter to God. People matter to God. And that's why he says to the shepherd, know the state of your flocks. You know, put everything you can into relationship with your herds. And be prepared to protect your people. So direction is important. Direction is important because a group with no direction is a group that never achieves anything. So vision is important, but it must be expressed in the context of a close-knit community. In our case, a close-knit community of believers. This is the hard one. This one is correction. And a lot of leaders are not all that keen on correction uh, because it can produce a bit of conflict. It's very uncomfortable. Believe you me, as a leader, I find it very, very hard to do say, in my work roles over the last 20 years or so where I've held management and leadership positions, it's a lot easier to provide positive feedback than negative feedback. But there are times when it's necessary for a leader to correct people. Now, I've got this particular painting of Jesus with a lamb. Can I just get a little indication? How many people have ever seen a painting something like that? Yeah, it's pretty common in Christian literature. And uh, you can pick up children's Bibles and you'll see the passages relating to children. Often they'll be illustrated by something like Jesus surrounded by children or Jesus with a little lamb in his arms. But do you know that if there was a sheep that continually strayed, a sheep that kept on separating from the flock. When nothing else worked, the shepherd would break its leg. And then he would carry it until the leg healed. And after that, the sheep didn't stray. Now that was a last resort. And as your leader, let me say, I'm not going to break your legs, all right? 
I might feel like it sometimes. I'm not going to break your legs. But this is the point. The shepherd loved the sheep. The shepherd was responsible for the welfare of the sheep. But there were, at times, one or maybe two sheep in a flock who didn't want to be part of the group, who for whatever reason kept getting themselves into danger by straying. And ultimately, the shepherd would break the leg. The only reason why a shepherd would carry a sheep would be if it was sick or injured. And so most of these paintings do not represent a truthful picture. They're sentimental. And you might think, see, that's how Jesus treats me. But has he broken your leg first? Oh, there's a bit of dissent from the congregation. <laughs> no, of course Jesus doesn't break legs. Remember, the shepherd is a metaphor. <laughs> there's nothing in the Bible that says your pastors or your leaders should ever break your legs. <laughs> and uh, as I said, I won't break your leg. But the point is this. For many of us, the connection bit's pretty okay, you know, because we're like hanging around people. We're like drinking coffee with people. We're like associating with other people. The protection thing, well, that can be pretty tough sometimes when there really is something to protect the people from. In the context of church, it's often wrong teaching. And sadly, there's plenty of that around about the traps. Sometimes... We need to protect our people against wrong thinking. Stuff they've come up with themselves which isn't consistent with the Word of God. Who knows? We might one day in this nation come to a point where pastors have to protect their congregations against persecution. And if the election had turned out some, a little bit differently, maybe we would have particularly in the context of Christian schools and other Christian organisations. And certainly in some nations today, pastors are literally giving their lives to protect their people. Sometimes too, the direction element of leadership is not, not too hard. It's not bad fun to have a vision and to stand up in front of your people and share the vision and encourage them or challenge them to come on board and, and participate. The correction is more difficult because it hurts. It hurts both parties usually. But let me tell you something. If as a leader... You're unable to bring yourself to the point of correction, then what will follow will be rejection. Because either you will have to reject somebody, or they will reject you. So if you don't correct when the need is there, and if you let it go on for too long, you will have to reject the person ultimately. You have to put them out of the group 
or they will reject you. Now, I was actually nearly going to add reject at the end and add select at the front. And if I was talking to a, a non-Christian audience, I would talk about how important selection is as well. But we're not selective in church, are we? Anybody can come through these doors and can join us. Not anybody can become a part of the formal leadership, but these doors are open to anybody. But once they're in, as a leader, for my part, and if you aspire to any kind of leadership role as well, you need to focus on correction, protection, direction, and correction. That's not too hard to remember, is it? Four pretty simple words, kind of rhyming words. You know, I've taught this probably 25 times over the last um, 10 years or so. It's something I've taught to countless numbers of students, all based on that book. And I will bring it in and put a copy of it available up here if anybody wants to, wants to read it. It really is, in my opinion, the best book on leadership I have ever read. The best book on leadership. So, there you have it. Anyway, you've got it in a nutshell. In four simple words, it shouldn't be too hard to remember. And that's 